0: Hello there and welcome to another exciting edition of Central Indiana Today with me, Shane Ray. Today our guests are actually some new ones to the studio as well as some old friends. uh, Well, we're going to start off with the Brownsburg Town Manager, the new Brownsburg Town Manager, as well as the Brownsburg Town Council President, talking about not only a little bit about themselves, but about the future of Brownsburg. And we're going to be talking with Tom Downard. He is the Avon chamber executive director. And we're going to be talking about Ribfest and the chamber itself and all the advantages of joining the Avon Chamber of Commerce. Oh, I almost forgot. I did talk to one of the drivers uh or participants if you will, whatever you want to call him uh, of the People's Convoy that uh came through Monrovia this past week. That interview will be at the end of the show. So, you stay right where you are, because I'll be back with Central Indiana Today on 98.9 FM and WYRZ.org.
1: Central Indiana Today. Shane Ray talks with the newsmakers
0: in and around Hendricks County.
1: And now your host, Shane
0: Ray. Well, as I have uh, been telling you, they are here in the studio now with me, which is nice because since the pandemic came along, so many of our interviews are over the phone, but it's nice to have some in-studio guests uh, in this actually first time for both of them. We have Deb Cook. Uh, is it Deb or Debbie? Deb's fine. Deb's fine. Okay. I always say, just call me whatever you want. Just not late <laughs> for supper. Deb Cook, she is uh, the new town council, uh, I'm sorry, the new town manager uh, here in Brownsburg. Also, Travis DeShane, he is the town council president here in Brownsburg, and we're going to be talking um, a little bit about them, as well as their roles here in Brownsburg, and about Brownsburg in general. First off, we'll start off with uh, Deb. Uh, You are the new... Town Manager here, and how long? It's been about a month now.
2: About yeah, about a month.
0: Okay, and uh, you were you had a role before that though?
2: I did. I was Economic Development Director, and then Co-Interim Town Manager. I've been here a little over two years.
0: Okay, now before you came to Brownsburg, what were you? You had another. Uh, municipality-type role?
2: I was uh, uh, director for the city of Kokomo for Economic and Community Development, and then I was also CEO of the Kokomo Housing Authority after that.
0: All right. Now, you came here you uh, have become town manager, and our friends over at the, uh, the Republican newspaper pointed out not only the first female town manager in Brownsburg, but also in the entire county. How did that make you feel?
2: Well, um, it's exciting, but it's kind of sad that I'm the first female, and this is 2022. It's bittersweet, but it's, bittersweet, but it's very <laughs> exciting, and I'm very, you know, humbled that I was uh, considered for it, and I look forward to the to, to the challenge and the opportunity.
0: Now, Travis. Of course, uh, that decision is
3: made by the town council. Yes, what kind
0: of criteria were you looking for? What made you say, you
3: know what, this lady is the one we need? Yeah. Well, you know, we'd worked with Deb for the last two years, and uh, you know, we've had some I would say turmoil within our um, town manager office, and we needed some stability and. You know there had been no one more stable for us as a a council to work with than deb so when we started looking for you know obviously we had the code interim time manager position for a while and uh we started looking at whether you know are we going to go out for a a nationwide search potentially for a time manager or look in house you know for me it was a very easy decision to say hey deb has been a phenomenal asset to our community um I think she's ready for the role. Obviously, she has experience in not only economic development in Kokomo, but um, as a CEO as well. So she had the skills, Um, whether she was a, we don't think it was expected that, hey, she's the first female town manager in Brownsburg or Hendricks County. Uh, I don't think that was on any of our minds. It was just, hey, she's the best person for the job. So we're super glad to have her here.
0: All right. Now, as I mentioned, of course, your town council president. Mm -hmm. Um, How long have you been in that position? Uh,
3: This is my third year. Third year. Okay.
0: As far as uh, what drew you, to uh serve in the in that
3: capacity what made you decide well to serve as the president of the council um you know i guess that was a decision between my you know my peers um but i you know i feel the you know the need to make our community better um i don't think it gives you a whole lot more uh abilities or or things to do when you're council president um but uh being that i guess you say head of the the community um For me, it's humbling that my peers would uh, allow me to be in that position and, uh, you know, I guess kind of be the the face of the the town when it it needs to be. But what calls me is just just to serve, to make Brownsburg better. My wife and I moved here um, about 11 years ago, and we immediately jumped into the community and said, hey, this is where we live. This is where we want to be. What can we do to to serve? And and here we are. And here we are. let, let me read something to you that was
0: in the, uh, the Republican newspaper. They have a little section called Yesteryear where they talk about here's some things that have happened in the past uh, in our county. And I'm going to read this one to you. Keep an eye on Brownsburg. She is going to boom this summer as she has never done before. New streets are to be opened and the prospects for building were never more favorable. And that was 125 years ago, February (laughs) 18, 1897. Do you still, and I guess this could come from either or both of you there, uh, do you still feel like um, that that's a
3: a relevant statement for now? I feel like we're finally living up to that statement, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, with what we've done the last really the last year here in Brownsburg, we we are booming, especially in our commercial development, and that's thanks in large part to to bringing projects to the table for us to, um, to, to bring to our community. Uh, if you look at what's been done out in Ronald Reagan, um, obviously we have some uh, warehouses that are going up, and we have more potential developments in the pipeline. Um, so, you know, we are you know, obviously we also have the, the housing boom, the here in Brownsburg and really um, statewide. Um but we are being selective on what projects for housing that come into the community, being selective on what commercial development so I, I think we're in a position where um, people see that browser we are open for business and then um, they're bringing us numerous things and we can say yes or no, but uh, we want to make sure whatever it comes before us as a council fits um fits our idea and what what we want to see for our community in the future
0: yeah. Uh, oh, there's a one article that recently made uh, the uh, the big news here in Indiana, uh, which I will get to in just a second. But let's go back a little bit. With Deborah uh, in your previous role, what were some of the projects that you really felt strongly about that you feel like is going to uh, continue, or you're going to be able to, as they say, carry the ball across the field or to the you know to the finish line, whatever the phrase you want to use there. uh, Now that you're in your current uh, town uh, town manager role,
2: well, I see the projects that are currently in progress. The uh, you mentioned uh, Travis mentioned the the development on ronald reagan Mm -hmm. and the logistics park and uh the west side of the reagan will start to develop as well and i see those projects continuing and it is the high priority for the council to bring more development to build that three percent tax base and that is going to be my mission and you know and again it it's not just one person it takes all of us to get them over the finish line I can bring them so like I always say I can bring the whale to the boat but it's gonna take all of us to pull it in <laughs> and so I appreciate the council and the boards and commissions that are part of that and I see continuing that and that synergy that we currently have
0: the, the one I was talking about uh, recently made um, uh, Indiana, inside Indiana business, talking about uh, the property by Lucas Oil, one hundred million dollar project for Brownsburg. Who wants to speak about that? Go ahead, Debbie, take that one.
2: Okay, this is one that I have has been a target of mine since I came here. My husband and I moved here two years ago. We own a house here. This is our community, and one of the things that attracted me here is the potential for development and the potential for the raceway. To be uh, to maximize its impact in our community and to build on that motorsports industry that we have. And the property uh, that is going to be just north of where the boulevard's going, um, we have a developer that's bought that and they're looking to develop that into research and development for motorsports, uh, mo- maybe motorsports teams for. Um, anything related to motorsports and sort of a campus feel and uh, so i'm so excited that a developer has that that we're going to build the the boulevard's been in our comprehensive plan for many years Mm -hmm. so we're just now pulling the trigger on that and we're very excited about the potential uh
0: you to kind of touch on that travis you've been here longer Mm -hmm. um there used to be a show On what was the uh, predecessor of WYRZ, which was uh, Radio Brownsburg, or XRB, uh, with two local former politicians, (laughs) uh, elected officials, if you will. And uh, they used to say on there that Brownsburg, they felt, was not living up to the potential or they were leaving a lot of opportunity on the table when it came to the racing community. Yes. Uh, do you see that that uh, is maybe a, do you agree with it in the past? And yeah. B, do you feel like maybe, uh, that's something that uh, is actually being taken head on now?
3: Yeah. Um, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I feel like we have not capitalized on our, with having IRP right in our backyard. Um, you know, one of the things Debbie and I have talked about, you know, during, you know, the big race weekends, we don't have things in in our town that say that, you know, that's going on. So, you know, we really need, and we've talked with, um, the NHRA, um, about partnering with them during, um, you know, race weekends. That's one of the reasons that for the Boulevard, for example, we want to get that completed before, um, sorry, not Memorial Day weekend, but, um, we would like to get that completed for their um for nationals this year um mm-hmm. and that's i know that's important to them it's important to us um so we want to be a good partner with them and i think with this new park that we're going to be opening up there um it, it's kind of the start of creating a, a a long-term partnership with them and us and uh that's uh, you know, it's been a goal of ours. Debbie and I have been working on. I think we've talked about this project for a year and a half now. So it was almost immediately after Debbie came that, you know, we sat down with the NHRA and started discussing what a future could look like um, between them and Brownsburg.
0: Yeah. Uh, and is it? Uh, do you do you um have any? I'm trying to think how the the proper way to phrase this. How is your communication with the racing community? I mean, I'm talking specifically the racers themselves, the owners, that kind of stuff. Do you ever uh, have meetings and things like that? Or do you just call them up? Or are you just uh, taking a scattergun shot in the
3: dark? I hope they like this Um, (laughs) type of thing. I don't know if we're allowed to discuss some of the teams or... Oh, you don't uh, or, have to mention names. Yeah, uh, yes, we, we there are teams that um, we have been, you know, we are in contact with. We know that they are interested in building um, facilities um, okay. next to the new Boulevard. Um, and that was actually one of the catalysts of this project um, was talking to a race team and a racer specifically um, about what he'd like to see in Brownsburg, and that was the start of the vision. Okay. All right. Uh, as far as... Um, are we allowed to say the... Name of the team yet? No, okay. Just (laughs) checking.
0: Well, contact us first. That would be great if you would do that. We could get an exclusive. Uh, but, and as far as uh, outside of racing, is there anything like, and uh, not to mention any past uh, elected officials here in Brownsburg? But some of them really had a focus on biotech or things like that. Mm-hmm. Where do you see maybe some other opportunities for business uh, to grow here in Brownsburg?
3: Yeah, I mean biotech, I think is um, is something we're seeing in our community with uh, Aronomed that we just approved recently. Um, is is a biotech field as well as um not a real biotech but more in that technology field um the laser ablation i can't remember the name off the top of my head
2: um sir clean
3: uh sure clean yeah so um i think technology is important to our community um i think racing is a niche and it's great because it's it's here in our backyard uh, but we have to focus on um really any potential fit for the community and we're in a good location in Brownsburg we're right off 74 we've got two interchanges there so it, it makes it um, I think a, a positive place for for companies to want to build because there's easy access not to only our workforce here but workforce in Indianapolis that could come and easily uh, commute.
2: Uh, the life science field is, is huge, and Aranomet is a great example because it's a French company. This is an international company. Our proximity to the airport and our distribution lines are, are huge for, for those industries. And, um, you know, we have life science logistics that, have, mm-hmm. that has been here. Build on that in in, in that area, and, and as well as the distribution uh, centers and uh, we try to diversify so we're we don't all have our eggs in in one basket and two of the companies we have uh, attracted in the last year and a half are women-owned companies so that's exciting mm. for yeah. me it's
0: hand in hand with what we were talking yeah, about exactly <laughs> it works out well now let's remind everyone that uh, the town council meetings are public they are come and check us out or uh, you can also watch online as it's streamed live Uh, and there's of course i always say you know uh, and i keep up with social media and things like that i don't get involved in it but i do observe it and there are some things that winds up in controversial conversations whether it be about uh, little league sports or aqua the uh, uh, Mm -hmm. aquatic center i should say and things like that People have those questions. What do they need to do? Do they just pop up and hope to speak at the town council uh, meetings? Or do they yeah.
3: need to make appointments? What do they need to do? A few different ways. I mean, they can always contact any of their council members. And I, mean, I think we're all more than willing to, to sit down and speak with anyone on a one-on-one. Um, they can come to a council meeting and speak during public comments. Um, or they can email any one of us um, or call us. I mean, our our phone numbers are all accessible. Um but, yeah, we understand there's controversial projects yeah. and things that people want, and trust me, we want them too. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to make sure that we're making the right decision for our community, making sure that, number one, we can pay all of our bills at the end of the day. So, yeah. um,
0: And, of course, all of that information, not only on how to stream, uh, the email addresses, phone numbers, is on the website. What's the website? Brownsburg.org. All right. Uh, did we miss anything? I don't believe so. At least this time? Until you bring me that exclusive? Yeah, Yeah, that's right. You know what? We'll do that. We'll break it with you. Excellent. All right, uh, Deborah Cook, she is the new town manager for Brownsburg. Travis DeShane, love your last name, by the way. Sounds so close to mine. (laughs) He is the town council president here in Brownsburg. Thanks for being our guest today.
2: Thank you, Shane. Thank you for having us. We'll be back with
0: our guest, Tom Downard of the Avon Chamber of Commerce. They are our nonprofit spotlight. And the Nonprofit Spotlight is underwritten by the Republican Newspaper. Finding out what your town council, school board, or county commissioners are up to can be accomplished with the Republican Newspaper in Danville. Started in 1847, they've been providing local news, sports, features, and more. Subscribing to the paper is possible by calling 317-745-2777, and they can be followed on Facebook by searching for The Republican. Well, as promised, here he is in the studio with me. You know, I was just saying earlier uh, on our on our previous interview. Uh, well, let me introduce you first, Mr. Tom Downer. He is the Avon Chamber Director. How are you, sir? Doing well, thank you. Returning guest, as they say. And now, getting back to what I was saying was in our previous interview, I was saying it's nice to have someone in the studio with us so many of the interviews over the past almost two years now have been over the phone and it's nice to have you back in the studio so uh, uh really appreciate you making the trip out here
1: you bet it's uh, it's good to be able to get out and about again you know i think we're all tired of uh zoom calls phone calls and Boy. those types of things and it's it's good to see uh, everybody's smiling face again
0: yeah exactly now in your position that's what it's all about is making sure you see Smiling faces. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to those businesses when we're at the chamber luncheons it's hey uh what do i need to do to make you make you happy isn't it
1: it is i mean that's uh, our number one goal as a chamber executive is to to make sure we provide as many opportunities for our business members as we can and that's whether that's getting them all together in the same room as you mentioned with a luncheon and and doing some networking or if it's providing some additional opportunities uh, programs and what have you uh, for our businesses as well that's that's certainly what we're here for
0: you are in and i don't think we've ever discussed this before i mean you're a, a yearly guest and i try to cover different topics every time but you're in a position where you're representing the businesses of your town in this case avon and yet uh you've got to uh <clears throat> excuse me you're going uh when you represent them and say town government and things like that uh you stand a chance of uh, of really making someone mad who you shouldn't make mad, if you will, but yet you still represent the businesses. It's easy to get in a catch twenty two position there. Uh, do you find yourself in those positions that often, and what do you usually do about them? How do you handle them? Right,
1: certainly. I mean, our goal uh, is multifaceted from the perspective of you know our business. Businesses are our members. That's what makes us uh, survive and and succeed. Another uh, avenue for us is to promote our community and to promote our town. And so um, in my 22 years as a director here, there's been very few uh, instances with conflicts. You know, there may be a business who... um, doesn't agree with the signage ordinance or yeah. you know signage is always uh one of those topics it's always been but, exp-
0: and it was huge in brownsburg several years back. so right and, and you know and i'll give our
1: our town and our council uh, much credit because they've revamped our signage ordinance and mm-hmm. they've they've revamped a lot of things and um you know we certainly try to stay in the middle and and try to be a mediator if you will uh so that uh, it's a good outcome on both ends um, you know, but there's been very few of those in the like i said in the twenty two years
0: yeah that's probably pretty lucky on your part because i've and not to mention any names, but even just here locally you can find sometimes either a a, a a chamber director who's making either their business- their members mad or they're making their town mad, and of course that you you're representing those members, so uh uh it, yeah, kind of like you said, you kind of have to be in the middle and placate everybody as best you can exactly one of the things you probably have to deal with uh, when it comes to town matters uh, as well as representing the businesses is events and you have uh you're you're in charge of a big one there in avon every year called rib fest
1: we are yes it's uh been quite successful we're starting our 18th year uh, we started out at Washington Township Park, and mm-hmm. we were going to be extremely excited that first year if we had 300 people show up. <laughs> um, it far exceeded that initial expectation. And as you know, we've grown from Washington Township Park to Kingsway's property. They they were great hosts to us for several years, and now it's just uh, the crowds have grown such that we've moved it out to the fairgrounds. Last year was our first event there, and we, again, appreciate all your help mm. and support and uh, helping with our event that day. Um, but we learned a lot from that day, too. You know, every <laughs> sure. time you, you move to a different location, mm-hmm. you put together what you think is going to be the best layout or the best, you know, uh, arrangement for our, for our folks who show up and enjoy the day. Um, and, and, and it was a great event. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it was uh, certainly people coming out post COVID or somewhat post COVID. Yeah. Uh, and they just wanted to be out and the crowds were just fabulous and, and huge. Um, but the, because of that, it showed us some flaws that we had. And so, um, we're excited again, it'll, it'll be June 22nd on a Saturday as always. And, um, we're excited to make you know, to show the community some of the changes we've made and, uh, we're looking forward to putting on a great event for them.
0: Yeah. Now at the fairgrounds, uh, just my opinion, I liked it better there. I liked it there uh, this year, or the last year. I liked the layout. I liked, um, you know, having the concrete right there instead of in the mud, <laughs> which seems like always happened, uh, you know, out there at, uh, at Kingsway. Nothing, I mean, obviously nothing they had control over. But uh, it's. I felt like it was uh, uh, a little more uh, close, Uh, not quite so spread out to where you had to walk a long way to get from one, maybe a particular restaurant or something, not restaurant, but a booth, Mm -hmm. and then back over to another where maybe the balloons were. So I really enjoyed it from that aspect. And I think everyone who went, from what I heard, really enjoyed it. The only thing was uh, they said, uh, bring on more barbecue, (laughs) bring on more vendors. And so uh, I think last year uh, we talked that – you were expecting more people out of outside of just Hendricks County. Are they coming from out of state now?
1: Yes, we do. We have a vendor comes from Oklahoma. Mm. We have a vendor, actually two vendors that come from Illinois. Um, You know, so yeah, it's, it's, Uh, like i said a great event people come from all over vendors come from all over uh we we do and are trying to expand the number of vendors uh to provide more barbecue and and to give people what they want so um and we've we've extended our hours this year we've changed instead of starting at four o'clock in the afternoon as you know in the past we're going to start at 10 in the morning Uh, We actually have a 5K run that starts um, uh, about 8.30 that morning. Mm -hmm. But as far as just for the general populace to come in and start enjoying barbecue and the kids' games and all of those things, we're going to start at 10 o'clock in the morning. So maybe that'll help spread some of that crowd out and some of those lines may be shorter and those kinds of things.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Now, let's talk about you you start off with the – it's called rib run, right? Mm -hmm. Got the rib run. uh, Then you got stuff for the kids you got uh, all kinds of restaurants doing barbecue, and um, in some cases, like the Kiwanis, there's desserts, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, Let's see. What else do we have going on? Will we have uh, a band this time yet, or have we decided? Yeah, I think we've made that decision, and I'm I'm
1: sure we've made that decision. We're going to do comedy for the first time. Oh. So um, we are going to have comedy, several shows throughout the course of the night. There will be about a 20-minute long segment. Uh, on stage and and that kind of thing so we're going to give that give that a a go and see how that's received and uh, of course you'll be playing some music throughout Mm -hmm. the whole promenade area and so forth and and we thought that worked out really well last year as well so that's kind of the direction we're going with 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 regards to that. Um,
0: Balloons again this year? Balloons
1: again this year you know we we, you know you learn so much or I learned so much as a as a chamber director or an event coordinator in this case that you know, those hot air balloons are really dependent on on no wind. <laughs> yeah. Uh and With when you, related. And, you and I may think it's not very windy, yeah. Those balloon operators, you know, there's and there's federal regulations oh, and that's yeah. sometimes what people don't understand is, you know, how come the balloons aren't up and so forth. Well, there's federal regulations that they have to adhere to and and those kinds of things as well. But but yeah, our plan is to do the the tethered balloons uh again this year. Uh, Like we've done for so many years, and and hopefully uh, Mother Nature will will you know provide us a good day.
0: Yeah. Uh, One other thing that uh, it's right on top of my head that is always fun as a member is uh, that's one of the reasons I encourage folks to become a member of the Avon Chamber of Commerce is the big raffle. Uh, every year, we still doing that this year. This year, we're going to pause. Okay, we we are going to pause. Yes, we've done it the last two years,
1: and we've given away seven, several thousands of dollars, and uh, those monies go to nonprofit organizations throughout. Sure. We give away high school scholarships, um, so our community has certainly benefited from from that drawing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, we're going to pause this year because we've done it for two years straight. I think we'll look to bring it back again next year mm. in 2023. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fun event and, and an opportunity for for people to win several thousand dollars.
0: Yeah. Uh it's all we always have a good time uh with the uh, it's usually at the end of the year, the Christmas uh the Christmas um dinner and things like that for all mm-hmm. the members and uh always look forward to uh the drawing because it just might be me that's you know? right that <laughs> so, is right now if folks uh and of course there's lots of other things going on we're going to be talking with you later on in the years well especially when we get closer to rib fest about uh, uh things people need to be aware of the changes and um are we still having the app for rib fest this year mm-hmm. yeah and be uh, able to
1: go on the app and they'll be able to see where you know each of the vendors are parking you know, the the agenda for the day, yeah. when the events all start and stop. And, of course, as always, as you know, Shane, we, we finish the night off with fireworks.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody enjoys that. We try to... Crank out some patriotic music while that's going up, and that's always fun. So, uh, and like I said, we'll be talking more about that because there might be some changes, might be some additions, that kind of thing. So, we'll get with you again uh, closer to Rib Fest. In the meantime, if folks want more information about joining the Avon Chamber of Commerce, what do they need to do?
1: We would love to talk to you if you'd like to join the chamber. Uh, we're off to a great start with new membership this year, and avonchamber.org is the best place to go. We're actually starting and rolling out a new website here. Within the next couple of weeks, um, it's more robust and so forth. But um, uh, avonchamber.org via website or certainly phone 317 272 4333. And Lisa or I can answer any of your questions.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know one thing that's a big misconception. People think, well, I'm not. I don't. I'm not a business. I don't. I can't join. But you do have that. If you want to be an individual and support uh, your community and the businesses there, you take individuals as members, right? We certainly do. Individuals, nonprofits,
1: um, all kinds of groups. Yeah, certainly. different
0: rates for uh, all sure. those categories. So it's not. Uh, you know, it's uh, not like, well, if I'm an individual, I can't afford anything like that. Well, that's because there's a there's a special rate for people like you and people like us, which is nonprofit. so something Correct. to keep in mind to all you listeners out there. All right, did we cover everything? I think that's a good start. Okay, Tom, thanks for being our guest today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, now let's go to my uh, interview with a guy who goes by the name of Saznak, which is Kansas spelled backwards on YouTube. And he was part of the People's Convoy when they stopped in Monrovia this week. So uh, he was kind enough to take a few minutes and talk with me do well, you mind if I ask you a few questions? Sure. Okay. Well, tell me now, where did you start out for this? Um, I
4: started out in 1964 in Topeka, Kansas. I was born. No. God bless you. <laughs> no <I'm> kidding. <laughs> uh, start from the beginning, right? Uh-huh. Anyway, now um, I was out on kind of on vacation out in California, or, mm-hmm. or not California, Arizona, and I was hanging out out there just goofing off for the winter because I, I'm I'm tired of driving in the winter time and, with the ice and the snow and all that. So uh, I was out there hanging out, and people were asking me, you know, people. Of YouTube were asking me if, uh, uh, are you going to cover the, the trucker strike or whatever? And I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wasn't too interested in it because they're it's just gonna be another trucker strike where they get together and they they're complaining about high fuel prices or something and they're gonna get about halfway across the country and it's gonna peter out and yeah okay and i've seen it so many times with truckers so i wasn't too interested in it well long story short i was i happen to be in the area we'll just leave it at that i was i was was on my way to las vegas through the nascar race Mm -hmm. so anyway um I just happened to stumble by where they were meeting that first day. They left California and were going over to Golden Valley, Arizona, at the uh, All American Pizza. Mm-hmm. And I was driving by. and I'm like, "What in the world is going on over there?" And I didn't think much of it. I just kept on going, it's just somebody's protesting something, right? And I go on down the road, and I say, there's more people and more people. I'm like, "I better check this out." So I make a U-turn and go back and ask somebody, and they said, uh, "Yeah, it's the trucker convoys coming through here." Oh. Well, my YouTube, is, I truck for 11 and all that. And it's mm-hmm. kind of trucker-related stuff. I make a good video. So I went back here. I'm planning on getting my cameras out and making a video and editing it and all that, put it up. And I get over there and get to talking with the people a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, little bit more and it's not a trucker's convoy. We just happen to be carrying a flag, leading the way. It's the people; they're out here. All those cars out there—that's that's uh, that's, uh, uh, the, the, that's the convoy. All mm-hmm. these RVs back here—that's the convoy. We we just we're, were the point of the spear, so to say, or leading, carrying a flag into battle, or however you right. want to phrase it. <laughs> and I don't want to use the battle because people misinterpret that. Sure. But you know, but. Uh, so anyway, uh, I get to talking with him like, This I, I don't want to wait for two weeks before this video comes out. I need to live stream this. So I started live streaming on YouTube here. And the next thing you know, uh, uh, people are, I mean, all kinds of people are watching this stuff. I'm like, cool. So, I'm talking to some people after we're done with the live stream and we're sitting around eating pizza and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. and. They, uh, they said, are you going to go? Are you going to uh, follow the convoy? I'm like, I guess I could for a day or so. And I didn't think we were going to get very far because there was a big a blizzard up in uh, uh, Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. The day before, the day before, there was a blizzard. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it's going to get shut down. We're going to get up there and get stuck and all that kind of stuff. Well, we took off the next day, took up to Flagstaff, and the roads were bone dry. After a foot of snow, the roads were bone dry, perfectly blue sky, you know, beautiful day. Mm-hmm. And it, just, it was kind of a... Uh,
0: we grow big mosquitoes here in case right yeah, here's a guy flying a drone
4: right here so
0: so there you go
4: oh ouch that's not the way you do it I cut his finger oh i'm i disconnected here it'll come back eventually so anyway what happened was uh, uh i just kept drawing, going more and more and more and i got all the way to uh, amarillo and i realized you know this is. I live in Dallas, mm-hmm. and if you know the highways here in Amarillo, you can you can continue on 40, or you can take 287. It goes down to Dallas. I thought I could run down and grab my truck instead of driving in this van. I can get in the truck and bring and come meet them back up in, Joppa, in uh, Big Cabin. So I did that. I went home Saturday night, Sunday, and drove up to Big Cabin and re met them with the truck and everything. So we're taking the truck on in. So, so that's how I got here. So that's the long story. I'm sorry.
0: But. Now, what's as far as doing something like this across the country like that, how mm-hmm. hard is it for you to? Uh, maintain the video like you said edit it and everything like that and get it i completed. don't edit it. this is live streaming okay yeah,
4: normally i edit stuff and it it can take anywhere from 10 minutes to 10 hours to edit a video depending on what how much you know how much stuff you put in how sure. much uh, streaming i'm doing live streaming so yeah it's just uh trying to get everything live and then it goes on for hours you know a couple hours here yesterday i did eight hours and what i'm doing from my my point of view uh, you remember in the Gulf War, um, they had the troops and everything, and they had the embedded reporters? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm kind of... I feel like that. I'm the embedded trucker reporter. Right. Okay? So, I use my live stream, and I put it on the dash of the truck, and I show everybody like they're in the passenger seat with me, okay? Mm-hmm. And they can see... CNN or, or, or Fox News, ABC, whatever, they're going to show a bridge with 50 people on it, mm-hmm. okay? And they're going to say, yeah, it's a fringe minority. It's no, no big deal, right? Uh, Fox might put one that has 200 people on there. So they're coming through town, and they're going to cause traffic, traffic, backups, whatever. And then, you know, it's a it's a two-minute or two-minute uh, blurb or a 30-second blurb on the regular news, okay? Right. And then they go back to Russia and Ukraine or whatever, Oh. <clears throat> so anyway, I got to thinking, hey, if I do this live stream, people can actually see as I'm driving down the road, they can see every ridge. Say there's 50 people on this one, 300 people on that one, 5,000 people, and you know whatever. They can see all of these people lined up. Amarillo was amazing. I wasn't in Oklahoma City because I was going down to Dallas to pick my truck up. But Oklahoma City and Tulsa, they say, was phenomenal. I missed it. Uh, Illinois, which is supposed to be a, 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 a one of the officials, I think it was the governor. I don't know for sure, but somebody in the government said we weren't welcome, right. and they didn't want us to I've come through. That, yeah. We don't want you to come through. So there was a lot of a lot of guys talking. Well, what are we going to do in there? Uh, when we come into Illinois and I was like that's the governor remember all these cops they got their own opinion of this stuff you know they have to come down and the governor will tell them help them give them escorts or don't help them or whatever or go harass and the cops are going to go You know, I kind of agree with them. (laughs) I'll I'll harass them, and they'll shake their finger at you as you drive by. You know, they're doing it. They're doing what what their governor, their commander, tells them to do. But, you know, I wasn't too worried about it. We got up there, and everybody's worried about the scale. If you have to pull into the scale, Mm -hmm. you know, what do we do? Well, if we if they're open and we run them, all of a sudden, oh, it's outlaw truck drivers. Right, right, right. We got up there. They were closed. They were standing outside watching us drive by, and they closed <laughs> it for us to go by because we were hearing on the radio up ahead, scales are open, bub. I don't know what you go westbound. They were like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? So I think the scale master, it's a good time to take lunch break. <laughs> so it worked out, you know. No. Other drivers on the other CBs or whatever, not in the convoy. Other drivers that are just driving along, we need to go on strike. And I'm thinking, dude, if you go on strike if we went on strike you're gonna make everybody mad. Yeah everybody's gonna be, be ticked because they don't have groceries in the store they don't have gas at the gas station okay mm-hmm. and you're gonna lose the American people's support because uh, they're hurting now okay you don't want to you want to keep the American people on your side yeah. so by doing it the way we're doing it hopefully I think we'll keep
0: everybody on our side. Sort of leads up to my next question which was how easy for you is it for you to get information of here's where we're going Here's where, uh, where we're going to stay, or whatever. Like in this case, stopping here. I had no, I didn't know where this place was until we pulled in the gate.
4: Yeah. I was just following the <laughs> truck in front of me. Now, before when we were out in, in New Mexico, I knew where you know, they said what truck stop, and I, oh yeah, I know where that's at. Um, a good example is when we pulled into Lupton. It was in Arizona, still the last place in Arizona. It was in the Navajo uh, uh, Reservation, mm-hmm. and uh, we pulled in there, and there's a truck stop there. So I'm in my van, and I'm wanting to catch as they drive in so I run up there ahead of the you know 10 minutes ahead of the convoy I get up there and I'm sitting there with my camera waiting for them and nobody shows up all of a sudden, I hear people. Oh, they're over there. I'm like, oh, well, I didn't know. So I go over there. Well, they had pulled in there, and not at the truck stop, but across the road on a kind of a frontage road. Not a, it's just it's the old 66, old 66 okay, yeah. highway that runs parallel with the interstate. Mm-hmm. And there was a shoulder, and they just pulled everybody over on that shoulder for about two miles. Everybody just lined up nose to tail, and they had no plans. When they pulled in there, it's like, hey, you know, take some pork and beans because we can't feed you here. It's, this is just a place to sleep and stop for the night. And we showed up, and the truck or somebody in the tribe or unofficial from the tribe, I don't know, but there were some guys out there that had tables to set up, just like around here. Food, we had basically a really nice pork barbecue. Pulled pork, uh, pork tenderloin, and potato salad, and all that kind of stuff. You ever had Indian flatbread? I can't see that I have. It's like a big tortilla, but it's all puffed up, you know, deep fried, and it's really good. Yeah, <laughs> really good. So, anyway, just grassroots people coming out and doing it for us you know so you're going to stay as long as you can until... i'm going to stay as long as i can unless it turns uh unless it turns violent yeah. on the trucker side
0: yeah but, uh, you know. i know you got to get back on and i uh, got my questions to you so very good i right. really appreciate it and good luck very good thank you
1: you've been listening to central indiana today with your host shane ray